Oh, hey, y'all. In this new year, work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with NUX Active. NUX Active is high-performance activewear that does not compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel positive planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. Nux Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. And let me tell you, okay, from having now worn my new Nux Active full, I, I got a sports bra and pants. Buttery second skin is actually the perfect way to describe this. Mm. I, I'm telling you, in the whole of the time that I have been working out as an adult human being, I have never put on such a comfortable workout outfit. Like, to the point where I was like, is it appropriate for me to wear this to my dentist today? That was a real thought that I had because it is that comfortable. So power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, do not walk, run over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. And as a special gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code COMINGOUT20 at checkout. It's a new year, y'all! Make positive moves with Nux Active. Hey, y'all. Oh, hello there. <laughs> Welcome to Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole. We are a weekly podcast where we have queer folks on from all walks of life. They tell us the tales of how they came out to friends, family, and the world at large. Because who doesn't love a coming out story? I'm very excited, actually, about this episode that we've been trying to coordinate since literally August. Um, we are all busy people, and that's what happened. Um, I am definitely as busy as the two of you. Yes, this was three busy people, not two busy people and one person who's like, whenever. <laughs> Plus time zones. Oh my god, time zones are a big deal. So, Hell's exactly. Yeah. So, our guest is actually coming to us from northern Germany. Kai, mm-hmm. hello. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, oh my gosh, thank you for being on. Um, Kai is a tech content specialist, and we we will go more into detail on this uh, later in the pod after Kai's uh, coming out story, but um, Kai and I met uh, vir- virtually on <laughs> Instagram um, back on at the end of July, Very uh, end, yep. yeah, over a a Harry Potter post that I posted, or a Harry Potter-related post, um, when I posted about uh, naming my new dog after a, a Harry Potter character. Um, and it, it just, like, very little preview. So, like, we kind of, there was, like, a tense back and forth. And then we were like, let's be grown-ups. And we actually scheduled a call and <laughs> talked about it. And so it was a real moment of, like, practicing what we preach on this podcast um, about, like, not just going at each other online and 
having like real human conversations. Um, so I was like, we really should should talk about this on on the pod. Um, but anyway, so that's a little quick preview. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we are very excited to listen mm-hmm. to Kai's Kai's story, and I wish y'all could see Kai's hair uh, because their hair yeah. is like like <laughs> actually the bi colors. It's the bi colors. Stunning. It is the bi-colors. I don't even need to come it's out. It's so <laughs> bad. So, okay, so that was purposeful then, bi-colors. I mean, I also just really like the colors. Yeah, I agree. Like, like it has my, the prettier. It's like a visual. I have ADHD, and I kind of like visual stim, so when my hair becomes my take-along visual stim, that's kind of awesome. But also, yeah, the bi-colors. Yes, are... it's so good. Um, so... Yeah, so if you would expand just slightly on how you identify uh, pronouns and all of that. Right. So um, my name is Kai, which is my chosen name and has been my chosen name for like a year or so. (laughs) I identify as bisexual and trans non-binary or trans mask non-binary. Cool. So Kai... Uh, I know you're in Northern Germany now, but where but, does your yeah, story you, start? Yeah, because you are not you, you are not German. You're we should not say German, which not German. I think yeah, yeah because am... we hear an accent and we and we just assume that accent is from wherever that person is located in America because we're not great at identifying accents. <laughs> so I heard an accent, knew you were in Germany, and I was like German, but plot twist, <laughs> not German. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not too far off. I'm Austrian, and we do speak German as well. Okay, so. still though, that's that a, is that is a bit. I of know a, from the sound of music out, but... that those are in fact two different places. So, <laughs> indeed. Mm-hmm. So there's something we can be grateful for to the sound of music, which is, by the way, something that we as Austrians don't grow up with. So <gasps> when we first meet Americans, really? they're like, "Oh my God, sound of music!" and we're like, what? "That's wild." Yeah, that's I our. Was... I was just lucky. I had a history teacher who was like, I need you, I want you to be prepared for when you meet that's Americans. I'm going to show you the So music embarrassing <laughs> and so accurate. Yeah, that's literally our touchstone for uh, Austria. This is it's much like much like Crocodile Dundee is our touchstone for oh, uh, God, Australia. Yes. And like and that's assuming someone can keep Australia and Austria apart. We have oh. we have these like cute little signs that say no kangaroos in Austria. Oh no! Guess what? Yeah, is that, that specifically for like... Americans? Because Americans fuck that up. I I can neither confirm. No one else. That's horrifying. That's horrifying. Anyway, oh god. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> At least we're all in agreement about America. Um, so you're Austrian, but you've lived all over the place. Yeah. Not not so much. I lived in Austria until I was thirty two. Oh, I want to say. Okay. Um, I always always wanted to leave. Always tried to leave. Never really quite managed. There was always something traumatic happening. People dying. No money. No jobs. You know, my partner and I tried to leave for a while, and then in two thousand sixteen, we actually finally left, uh, and we moved to Scotland to Edinburgh. <laughs> um. And Nicole is squeeing yeah. about this. It's my favorite <laughs> place. Like my Scotland, favorite place. As any sane person would like mm-hmm. Scotland. Um, yeah, no, we loved it. We absolutely loved it there. But we, it got to the point where we wanted housing that wasn't drafty and mm. where the walls didn't get moldy. Yeah, and we wanted yeah. access to healthcare. <laughs> yeah. And also, after. Like after Brexit actually went through, mm. through like properly. Um, see, now I sounded Scottish. That was me. Uh, <laughs> after Brexit properly went through, um, 
you could like scott like scotland is amazing immigrants are always welcome but you could feel yeah. the it is still part of the uk you can't change that at the moment um so the atmosphere changed mm-hmm. um i still think it was good that we came like i i don't enjoy living in northern germany i don't think i would enjoy living anywhere in germany <laughs> i want to go back to scotland so does my partner but um we've also had advantages here like access to healthcare i've been able to get on testosterone within five months of trying so in the uk i would be on a five six seven eight year waiting <gasps> list at this wow point. really i had no idea holy um, shit they're now seeing people that got on the list in 2016 i think that's uk wide i don't know what the specific gender identity clinics are like uh, and that's mine. Keep in mind, that's just for a first appointment. That's oh like getting God. seen yeah, yeah, yeah. to get started on the diagnosis of gender dysphoria. Is that, like that is that because there aren't enough specialists, like, or is that because there are laws on the books in the UK about waiting periods, or what? It's. I mean, there are laws on the books. Uh, technically, I, I don't quote me on that, but I think the maximum time you should wait for an appointment within the NHS, the National mm-hmm. Health System, is 18 weeks. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so we found the a problem is that the NHS. The problem is that the NHS has been bled dry yeah. by the Tories over the years and probably right. by Labour before as well. So it's, it, it's not just with gender healthcare that you're waiting longer yeah. than you should, but with gender healthcare, it becomes especially obvious and it is often especially tragic because some people can't wait that long to put it to put it euphemistically yeah of course i had no idea that that was this is that specific to scotland or is that all uk is that no that's that's uk wide um and no idea you can go private but it's not necessarily that much better because then you have to so you can go private for the diagnosis uh but then you have to find to get your gp to keep prescribing you testosterone as far as i know that's how it works i haven't gotten into the whole going private Mm. thing but i know what it's like with adhd some people go private for the adhd diagnosis because they don't want to wait 18 months to even get seen or longer um and then they end up having to pay privately for the prescriptions in scotland you don't pay for prescriptions in england you pay a prescription fee Mm. um and then they have to get their gp to take over that prescription and many gps do not want to touch gender Mm. and also aren't informed informed. yeah that was part of what i was wondering about got it and here i i mean i had to jump through a few hoops but within five months after starting to try I was prescribed testosterone, great. so it was pretty That's cool. That's great. And for that, so for, for all of that, it was worth it. We will probably, hopefully, end up going back to Scotland, but um, we did get some things out of moving yeah. here, even though we're not super happy here from like a mental health point of view. So then, going way back, um, whether sexual orientation or gender identity, where? Like, where does your story start? When did you start becoming aware of of anything that, like, there was anything not heteronormative about you? <laughs> it was it was actually pr- pretty much a non issue. I think I came out came out yeah. quotation marks when I, as bisexual when I was like fifteen or sixteen. But it was such a non issue because a lot of 
the girls that I hung out with were also identifying that way. Okay. And it it took me a while, a few years, to realize that there was something different. They they wanted to kiss girls, but they did not want to sleep with girls. Hmm. So at some point I figured out there was something different and that maybe I don't know, maybe they were bi curious or whatever. Um but I definitely was more than yeah. that. <laughs> so I was like, huh. Okay. I guess there's a difference. I guess maybe it's not as much of a non-issue as I thought it was. But I didn't have any like kind of issues getting accepted by friends or anything. I don't think that at that point I had come out to my parents or anything because I had boyfriends quite steadily in like long-term relationships from when I was 15, 16 to when I was 20, 19, 20, something like that. Mm. So I had two two serious boyfriends basically. Uh, so the topic didn't come up as much. Sure. You- um, that's really interesting you know what and i'm like have we like never talked about this but it is so interesting and i feel like it happens more with with female identified folks and male identified but maybe that's just because like who i'm around or no definitely i'm 100 but, but the thing of like being cool with like kissing potentially cuddling <clears throat> but not having a sexual interest but the kissing interest isn't i'm not talking about like on a dance floor for the male gaze blah i'm not talking about that i'm talking no. about an actual like no, interest absolutely. in that but no desire to go further and like we don't have like really like a word or a name for that sometimes we will say by curious but i would never wouldn't ever want to shortchange someone because by curious i feel like has a yeah. negative connotation a lot of times the way it's used but that is so interesting that a lot of girls really do kind of have that distinction mm-hmm. i can that's I can so think interesting of what is that Bi- bisexual <laughs> uh, bisexual until proven otherwise i yeah. don't know maybe or, or, I, yeah. it's, it's, it, like there was a there was some boot touching yeah exactly that's whatever, what i mean like, it's it like yeah there. it was a clear line yeah, yeah. and it's and not inauthentic it's just a not no, a desire yeah. f- for below the belt shall we say maybe (laughs) maybe it's like it's like like when you're in a parallel path and you don't know you're in parallel paths you think you're in the same path and at some point you're like oh oh this is where i go off into a different direction Uh, that's so interesting i think it's also you know that's all it's also not unrelated to uh, people which i think we hear a lot more which is uh you know i'm I'm sexually into women, but I am more attracted romantically to men or the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a. Yeah. Or I'm attracted to men and women, but I'm more like romantically attracted to women or whatever it is. Like, yeah. There's like. It kind of goes with this this whole women are perceived as beautiful, men are just. Also, (laughs) (laughs) you mean mean the poll quote from my autobiography? Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, that is really, it's just, it's just interesting. And I bet more male identified people would fall into that category if it were more kind of socially acceptable, but we just don't see it a lot. Yeah. But with women, it's like, I think Gen Z is doing a lot better. Absolutely. Gen Z is kind of. Agree. Fully. Yeah. That's really interesting, though, because I re- I, it's interesting to hear. I feel like you're maybe our first guest who's drawn that distinction, like an actual language of like what you were observing, where you think mm-hmm. you're on the same page. And then you're like, oh, their interest comes to a full stop here and mine doesn't. That's real. Yeah. I wonder what that totally. means. Like, that's yeah. Oh. Totally. 
it was a bit jarring because mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm sure it's like when you think you have an unspoken agreement yeah. and then you realize you don't yeah and like, yeah huh. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly and then you have to be like well so what does that make me like, yeah it's like am i a third you know? thing yeah. like what yeah. is yeah, how many yeah, different yeah, like, yeah, categories are there <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah so so yeah. then around 1920 did you start dating women or did you what was yeah I so I've never been like a huge dating there wasn't also much of a dating culture back then in sure, Austria sure. it was like you just hung out with people and then sometimes that slipped into kind of more oh so. okay <laughs> so so then if I'm doing the math correctly, you mentioned, I can't remember if we were, no, we weren't. I was, I was 19 and a boy broke my heart oh. quite badly. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. Like badly. Oh, <laughs> we've all been there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I don't know what, like it's my ADHD makes me not really remember things perfectly sure. well, but somehow I ended up at like a gay youth summer camp thing. Someone was like, oh, just come along for the day or two days. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna come along. And yeah, that's how I ended up with my first girlfriend who was interesting <laughs> in retrospect um, because it is also when I was pushed into it seems weird to say push back into the closet because I wasn't pushed back into the closet, but I was pushed into identifying as a lesbian. Mm, okay. Because my first girlfriend was extremely bipolar uh, and also love it. Love it. And also like the so Vienna doesn't have like a ton of or back then didn't have a ton of like lesbian bars. There were two places. One of them was actively transphobic. So that was a no-go. And the other one, I'll get to that in a bit. Also, these like tendencies and with transphobia, the biphobia is never far away. Oh, you know? sure. <laughs> that like, sounds... These sure. two go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so I was, yeah, I was kind of pressured back into a lesbian closet. Mm. And um, after I broke up with my first girlfriend, she said some really nasty things yeah. that I probably don't want to repeat about me being bisexual because that was something that you couldn't handle at yeah. all. The fact that I was breaking up with her partly because I was interested in a man mm. didn't help, mm -hmm. probably. <laughs> but yeah, but this you're is like, after well, the guy broke um, your heart. Is that correct? Or do I have my order mm. backwards? No, I'm so sorry. So, like, guy broke my heart at 19. Then I somehow ended up um, in gay circles. Okay, yeah. Circle. No, 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 then that I tracks. started dating a woman. Yeah. And then I broke up with, when I broke up with her after a while, because things just weren't working yeah. out. Um, she basically cussed me out for being bisexual. Yeah. And no, I was like, that wow, tracks. That's the... Thank you for showing your true yeah. colors. Yeah. <laughs> And in terms of gender, but, uh, were you already, were these things sort of happening? Yeah. Could go, no, oh, not at no, all. No. Not at all. Okay, okay. I mean, in retrospect, yeah, totally, yeah, but not but on a conscious then, level. Not at all. No, I just, um, yeah, um, shortly after that, I actually uh, met my current partner and I was like 17. We were really lucky we met each other when we were 21. Oh. Yeah, no kidding. Holy shit. So, um, <laughs> 
we yeah and when we started going out we actually went to one of those cafes and i remember uh well i don't remember finn told me this years years later apparently i went off to the bathroom and the people working there the regulars or whatever took my partner aside and talked to them and were like do you know kai is bisexual like a fucking barista did that like oh my i mean it's a small cafe but you know like they were just yeah the regulars mm. and Finn was like, "Yeah, so <sighs> bisexual." Holy it was kind of, shit! So that gives you an impression of how bad the biphobia, like <sighs> underground running rampant. You know, it was just it was not great to be by. <laughs> um, but yeah, since we obviously stopped going to these places, <sighs> and um, I don't know how it happened, but I basically became obnoxiously bisexual, and I think well, I think that too. I think you do Sis know how pump. it happened. I will then, like, tell you, I'm bisexual. Yeah, pump. well, that when people are like, "That's so what is that?" I'm gonna ask the dumbest American question: Is that like an Austrian? <laughs> is like Austria have a thing about bi, or was it just like the subculture? I mean, biphobia everywhere. Is rampant it is everywhere, in but like, everywhere. I mean, the idea Nicole, that... you must have had your experience of it. Oh, as well. oh God, why no, I'm, like, it's not I'm, like, great. Here, no, it's not great here. I just I, can't I didn't believe... have people. Well, I don't know. I mean, back then though, because we're not talking about like current. I mean, yeah. we were talking like back then, like that. That yeah, that was like it was Ugh. very very common to say shit like that and just yeah. have it be like perfectly acceptable that someone would be Ugh. like, don't date a bisexual. I this, don't date bisexual. Idea... Like yeah. Yeah, I don't think bisexuals that still happen. Yeah. But there was this idea that, oh, you, you as a lesbian, you should yeah. not um, date a bisexual woman because, yeah. I quote, she could leave you for a man any day. Or she day. will and I said, well, leave she you for a man. She could leave you for a woman any day. She'll, yes. Yeah. She'll yeah. leave you for a guy. She'll always end up with a guy, whatever. You know, we've spoken about this yeah, on the podcast these before. Are but typical. I do. I, just, I feel yeah. like, at least in like more liberal areas, more progressive areas, this is, you know, has shifted in the past few years which is great also with more just more people coming out um i think is like uh, it, it it has shifted obviously it still exists and i think you make a, an excellent point about the crossover between biphobia and transphobia yeah. oh yeah <laughs> like that is just that makes all the sense in the uh, world most of the um, phobias run parallel and then you get like oh well, you're also racist yeah, i'm shocked yeah. like it's yeah well, these because things, there's this, the intersectionality this, like, of hate weird <laughs> purist Who idea this yeah it's this like yeah it's it like it yeah it like feeds off of like pu- purist ideology in a way that yeah. is just yeah. gross yeah. in in mm-hmm. all ways you know so yeah in, indeed that makes sense okay so since it kind of organically leads into uh, the eventual <laughs> uh, way that that you and uh, Nicole met, that we connected, yeah, that you connected. When for you did the awareness around gender start to crop up mm. in your personal history? I mean, in retrospect, way back in childhood, I just had no idea. Um, we moved to Edinburgh in 2016, and um, Edinburgh is pretty queer and also pretty trans. And for the first time, like I joined the local Buy and Beyond group, and I, pretty much half of the people I met there were trans in some way, shape, or form. And mm-hmm. then suddenly, I had more trans friends than in Vienna, and I also had non-binary friends. And the really funny thing is that back then, I was like, "No, this non-binary thing, I don't get it." But okay, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I told you. I just, I just didn't quite get it. And then no, um, sure. 
in retrospect, it's ridiculous, but like, yeah. It but, just, it's, um, but it's not because like how we, you know, when you're, when all, all of us totally raised with a binary, like the idea mm-hmm. of thinking outside of that from so many angles feels like what? And then not, not to mention now that, of course, we know more about it. Not everybody defines it the same way, too. So that's sure. like another part of it, too, is that it's like yeah. more amorphous. But anyway, yeah. It's just that a lot of trans people I've heard from are like, oh, and then I heard about being non-binary and it clicked. And I was like, no, I get it. <laughs> I've, heard, th- I've mm-hmm. heard your experience from folks in the groups I facilitate. How obtuse can a person be? It's oh like my gosh, right yeah. there. It's, it's right there. It's I've heard, my face and I'm like, I've totally heard people say what you're saying, who now okay. identifies non-binary. That who makes say, me feel better. No, yeah. 100%. I've heard people who who say initially, when I heard about it, I didn't get it. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then, they, and then they're like, and it totally. was me. So, yeah, I think that's <laughs> relatable as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... Um, I don't know when exactly. I reckon like 2020 or something like that. Uh, oh, pandem- that's I don't know if the pandemic had to do recent. with it or TikTok had to do with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of sort of started identifying as genderqueer, but still cis, which was oddly something that I now vaguely remember feeling in my 20s as well. But then it kind of got lost again, as these things do. But yeah, so I was still kind of convinced that I was not trans. I felt like I, I, I couldn't claim that mm. that label. I felt like an imposter. Um, which is also quite common. So that's, mm-hmm. um, in retrospect, not surprising. The funny thing is that I was really, I was really fascinated with trans men and I was feeling super guilty about it because I was like, no, that's a fetish. That's uh. bad. And also like, I felt like I didn't really have gender dysphoria until I read the gender dysphoria Bible, which is, uh, an online kind of, I don't know, resource that has opened my eyes to, uh how gender dysphoria can present in different ways. Yes. And I was like, oh, I, I do have gender dysphoria. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such a great point because that's another thing that we're taught is on a binary. It's like you either feel oh, yeah. okay 100% in your body or you're like clawing to get out of it. And it's like, well, like anything, yeah. it's a spectrum. So, yeah. It, and there's... a lot of what a lot of what I thought were body image issues turned out to actually be gender dysphoria. Uh, so yep. that was wild that to find out from yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and yeah i think i think my egg probably cracked fully um <laughs> when elliot page came out i was like mm. oh so i i don't just fancy them i kind of also want to be him uh, mm-hmm. yep. and then then that became pretty clear and then I'm like, once I have figured something out i go full steam ahead so <laughs> i came out pretty quickly to friends um I got some, I got only good reactions in that first round. I got some, oh yeah, we were wondering when you would figure that out. (sighs) And like, the funny thing is that three weeks after I properly came out to like friends, um, my partner came out as non-binary. That was my Mm. question. That's so funny. That was my literal question. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, wow. They were being really weird. They were being really weird for a few weeks. And I was like, like, do you have a problem with me being mm. non trans on binary and they were like no no of course that i was like of course that it doesn't make sense that i couldn't figure out what was going on until suddenly they just blurted out that um they were looking up different terms uh specifically more agender kind of mm. spectrum terms and trying to figure out what applied to them and it's like oh that's what's going on so like yeah that's one egg cracks, wonderful. another follows. Yeah, <laughs> but 
yeah, that must, yeah. How did that feel going through that with your partner? Yeah. You know, like I think I think we're trans in such different ways. Um, mm. I'm I'm very much more out loud and like I'm loud. They're not loud. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so, I'm also um, I'm in a few like online groups that are trans specific and trans focused where i get a lot of information and everything yeah. in there and sometimes getting information from me but i'm just generally more outgoing and seek social contact more so um mm. that experience has been different also i think my partner is one of those people who is non-binary in a way that they don't really care about their gender okay mm. i totally well, I'm non-binary the same way that I'm bisexual mm -hmm. with conviction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That Ooh, totally makes that. sense to me. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. been interesting because we have such different experiences. So mm. that's, um... that's It's so interesting you put it that way because I, I feel that from a from a, a sexual orientation standpoint, like I really relate to that because over the years I've had... I've had so many people, I mean, mo mostly straight people, but like just people in general, when I tell them I'm bisexual or whatever, it comes up in conversation, they'll be like, I mean, I, yeah, that's cool. Like, it's just, you know, it doesn't, so like, it just doesn't matter, you know, you don't see gender or like, you know, just it's open. Everybody, you know, you could, I, I think it's cool that like, it doesn't matter to you what gender somebody is and this and that you could just kind of love anybody. And I was like, that's not actually what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I, I'm, there are certainly people who identify as bisexual who I would I would not say I don't see gender. I think that's all absurd. But like I but people who for whom gender really, truly but, does not come into right. into yes. it or it's it, not parts. Kind yes, of thing. Yes. Say, yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like there's part of me that is that where like if I'm just attracted to somebody, I'm just attracted to somebody. Mm -hmm. And then I sort of and then I sort of deconstruct it after that, you know, based on any number of things. Mm. But like but but I was like, I don't. That's not quite it for mm -hmm. me. Like, I don't not see it, you know? Um, I don't not pay attention to it. And especially, I think, now, even, I would say more so because people have such specific gender identifiers for themselves mm -hmm. that I'm also very aware of gender um, from, like, a trying to be respectful of other people's gender as mm -hmm. well, gender identity. So, yeah, so it is, it is interesting. It's hard to explain, but I know, like exactly what you mean where someone's like yeah you know like i just don't it's not it doesn't come into it and you're like whereas <laughs> for me you're it's I more mean, militant but militant is the wrong word too you know what i mean ah conviction I think I know what I like. You mean. like for me what it's like is that i'm bisexual i don't i don't care about a person's gender but i'm attracted to different genders mm. differently sometimes yes and also yes mm. yes and also like i don't care like gender doesn't matter in my attractions mm -hmm. but what matters is that gender doesn't matter in my attractions and that's why i'm like obnoxiously bisexual <laughs> as i often say because i'm like it matters like i mean my partner and i have been together for 17 years now um and back then we were both presenting as cis-ish women Mm -hmm. And still, whenever I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't know, starting a new job or whatever, whenever 
I mentioned my partner, you know, you do that thing where you mention your partner. I mean, Lauren, you probably know this. You mentioned your partner just so you know, you can make sure people realize you're not straight. And then I would also add some kind, in some kind of way, add that I'm bisexual because it was important yeah, to me not to speak yeah. to because that was not accurate. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yes, I, but, I, I, mean, I totally like get that. Yeah. Being trans and non-binary, there are so many different ways to be bisexual, and I don't even want to get into the whole bi versus pan discussion. I know, I, I was going to say, ridiculous. yeah. I feel like there was a time years ago where people were trying to delineate where it's like, pan is the one where you don't quote unquote see gender, you don't care about, and, mm -hmm. then, and bi is the one where, and then people were like, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mostly I think most of us just choose in which colors we like better. Yes. Yeah, I think it's which colors we like and which generation we were born in. Like exactly. it literally yeah. like yeah. is that yeah. where you're like I just you know language evolves yeah. things are to eat, yeah. you know. And also like there's there's always this oh yeah um, bisexual implies that you only date like you only are attracted to your own gender and another and um you're not attracted to trans people i was like well they're also a gender mm -hmm. <laughs> another than mine but also like uh, people claiming that bisexuality the label is transphobic most of the people that i know that like half of the people that i know that are bisexual are also trans yeah, I know. like most of the people yeah. i know yes. that are trans identify as bisexual yes so yes people can Again, I really, <laughs> I really think on so many levels it come it comes so much down to generation on yeah. this one. Like yeah, we're probably. just what was the word that you mm -hmm. attached to? What was the label where you were like, yes, this is me? And then I think it also and like we'll move on because I, I know we've we've tread this path before, <laughs> but like I, I I do also think it comes down to you know a lot of us who are very outspoken bisexuals are do that in part to like reclaim that because it's yeah. been shit on for so long yeah. um so okay so yeah but speaking about inter segue, yeah <laughs> really though like it did kind of um but like yeah speaking of of, of infighting right infighting yeah. in our in our community which we talk about so much on the pod and like is so deeply upsetting um to all of us i think uh so yeah so basically the way that kai and i connected we just to give a summary and at this point like lauren made a very good suggestion oh my, <clears> before you. we started recording which was if you all would like to see the at least the public exchange because there was quite a bit more that happened afterwards so we'll talk about that but if you just want to see the quick public exchange you can go to my uh instagram yeah. at go Nicole to Payson. Instagram. It's the July thirty yeah. first mm -hmm. post. You'll see it because it's the main picture. Well, all the pictures are of her adorable dog. So you're looking for a black puppy dog. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and you'll be able to see the exchange. And I really do think, unless you're driving or something, I really do think uh, pausing <laughs> don't it do this and, if you're driving. and taking five minutes to look at it, I think, is going to give you a really good background um, for what we're about to talk about. Yeah. So that would be our yeah yeah but yeah give so, a little summary for the for those who are on the road <laughs> yeah so i mean 
you know, I can say like what what happened on my end, and Kai can say what happened on their end, and then you know we can talk about our conversation sure. that we had afterwards. Um, so yeah, basically, I had like posted um announcing <laughs> the, the the adoption announcement of my dog Lily, um, and uh, and mo- I mean. Literally, if you've listened to this podcast ever before, you know that my other dog of seven, seven, eight years. Oh, my God. Long time. Um, is Dobby. Yeah. And, but it uh, is Dobby... worth noting that Dobby was named before anything with J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Oh, had yeah. Tra- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. that is. That yeah. was before any of us, like, right. knew and that was what the fuck was going exactly. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so Do- so Dobby, um, Dobby quite literally looks like Dobby from um from Harry like, Potter. It, like I, I understand the naming. He looks like, like Dobby. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so his his name is Dobby. Uh, after the house elf in Harry Potter. There you go. And so then so I we named um Lily after uh Lily Evans Potter Harry's mom. Um, and so that and and like created like when I did the I almost said birth announcement. It's not a birth <laughs> announcement. When I did the <laughs> adoption announcement. That I never blamed you for, okay? You wanna say <laughs> No, I know. I did I did like uh I just I just mentioned like that that her full name was Lily Evans Potter Pace Linguist, because also it's absurdly long and I think it's funny. So um so so that so that's that's what it was. Um that's literally what it was. And then I was in this time also like in transit to That's Sweden. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I That's was in right. transit to Sweden. Um, and uh, oh my God. Yeah. And that was a whole other thing that I'm not going to go into. But basically, it did, it was not good on my end, too. Kai, I don't even know if I told you this that like um, I, the flights, things had gotten screwed up with passports and flights. And Gustav ended up getting on the plane with our son. Alone without me, and then oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. That's actually relevant. Was, yeah, because I, I thought he wrote like, that like next to you, but you two were on. Di- oh, that we were I, literally in different countries. That's actually relevant. <laughs> we were I literally think. in different yeah. countries. Explains about Moya. Yeah, yep, so yep, I, yep, yep, I yep. was like on my way to Sweden. Is what happened, mm-hmm. and, and I, was, I think while while you were in transit, I saw the post. And yeah. I, Go ahead, so go ahead. Yeah, was, yeah, I think I was just shocked to see it in, like, I think I was 2022 at that point still, but um, I was shocked to see it because um, I knew, like, I've been, <laughs> I've been following Nicole since anyone but me on <laughs> Instagram, which is, like, a long time ago. That's a really long time ago. <laughs> it's, a, it's a while. So, <laughs> I, I had, like, as much as when you just follow someone, I had some insight into the fact that you were queer and definitely not transphobic in anything else you've done. Like, just a few days before, I think you had posted a story, uh, protect trans kids, etc. So I was like, this, for me, is at a, like, stark come to point to that because, mm-hmm. and for those who aren't trans, who are listening and who maybe are trans but aren't feeling like I feel. Mm. Um, JK Rowling at this point is such a huge transphobe that to many of us, just even seeing her name and being reminded of her uh, triggers a whole lot of shit. Mm. Now, it would have been easy for me to like lash out in that moment because it was hurtful to see that from someone I 
like from afar because <laughs> we didn't know each other. Um, and I do have ADHD, and when I'm hurt, I, I, I tend to blow up. But for some reason, despite the fact that this, I think this also came at like the tail end of like a huge wave of transphobia. Mm. It was all the stuff in the US that was going on. Mm. It was all the stuff that was going on in the UK, but also personally in my life. I had just, um, like half a year before, I'd come out to a few people, like to mm. just generally come out and socially change my name and um, was confronted with some probably involuntary transphobia, but quite blatant transphobia from a family member. Mm -hmm. um, and generally was having discussions with friends who are cis women who didn't understand that we were not trying to get, take anything away from them mm -hmm. by asking them to use more inclusive language. So it came at this, at the tail end of this sh like shit ton of transphobia in the world. Mm. Um, and that conversation, one and of those conversations was like really recent. It had happened like that week or the week before, I feel like, is what you told me too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, was like um, really, really it, recent. I think it was my aunt losing yeah, it. Yeah, like, that, that was what I remember you telling me, yeah. Throwing a bunch of transphobic shit my way and I was just, <laughs> it was too much. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but I, I, I reminded myself that Nicole's never said anything from sort of before. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And I tried to like stay calm in my <laughs> comment and just point it out politely, like in a in case you missed it. Mm -hmm. This person is a huge turf. Um and like part like I told you this anyway before, um, that I, I kind of expected your followers to come for me or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just, but this is this is what it is like when you when you call stuff out when yeah. you speak out about uh, yeah. transphobia these days you're mm. just like immediately guarding yourself and going okay okay they're gonna come for me any second now mm. um and then what i saw was a comment from gustav i don't remember what it said exactly it and said, this I is short like, so i can read it all i said was yeah. it's possible to love art and not the artist but that's just me. And so it is relevant, I think, that you two were apart at this point because yeah. I, no, knew, yeah. I knew you I were didn't... traveling together and I was like, that's weird that he didn't like be like, hey babe, can I post this? But now it makes sense that it's like you weren't there, you were unreachable and he was just having his emotional reaction and, and there was no to one to Nicole, check yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually I think is important. And I saw that yeah. Mandala had commented but i only saw it when i pulled down the notification that yeah. it was done because she deleted it again so mm. i understood their reaction totally um totally i was just separate the art from the artist was about the worst thing you could have said because mm. mm. i mean that's that's what people say about woody allen and yeah. i disagree sure. um i got you um i also like after talking to nicole i, I was i was pretty clear on the fact that if she had sat next to him his phone would have flown out of his hands i'm pretty sure <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was not happy. Let's just say I was not. I was yeah. not. And then, and I was then already you not landed pleased, and then into I was really not this blow up. I think you landed in this. And it blew up for you. Gotcha, I'm gotcha, sorry about gotcha. that. No, I did. You don't have to be sorry. Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately, my life has gotten way, way, way more busy, and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. 
That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious, y'all. Do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli, and it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it, y'all. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off! That's code COMINGOUTPOD50 at factormeals.com slash COMINGOUTPOD50. Get 50% off! Bye. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah. So basically, like, I landed, I was like, ugh, we were dealing with a bunch of stuff that happened as a result of the fallout of Gustav and Leif getting on a plane mm-hmm. uh, without me. And then, and then I was like, super obviously jet lagged. And I think I remember. <laughs> 
I think I remember being literally on the toilet, like being like, uh, like half awake, half awake, like in like in the guest room of, of Gustav's parents' house, and just having a having like a couple notifications of being like, what? Yeah. And just like checking and going like, oh my god. Yeah. And I was, and then and that's when I like f- like freaked out at Gustav and be and mainly because so I I got upset with Gustav and like let me let me also say like Gustav is is an incredibly good heart and his his intentions are are always good and he is a good person and all and also an ally and all of that and also he is a straight cis white male with privileges that have allowed him to not have to examine certain things. But but I think like I think so much of it though goes back to um well like I I have a voice and why am I not allowed to use it kind of thing. And it it's it's as a result of being a cis straight white male in spaces where you just believe you're entitled to add to the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. like the rest of us have, not only from being like on the receiving end of that, like on the other side of it, but then also in the education that we've all sort of been a part of collectively, whether it's as queer people or POC people or, or whatever, like it, it, it is, I feel like we have a greater understanding of how those dynamics work. Um, and so anyway, so mostly he's very good. And then there are times where his privilege shows. <laughs> I, think if, I think that's the way of saying it. And this was one of those times. And, and so, also he felt protective yeah. of you. Even Very much. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't attacking you, I think. But, like, um, but that, he probably felt like... Yeah. So, yeah. and this is, like, the other part of it that I'll say before, like, then, you know, just to, like, round out just the public part of this discourse uh, before we decided to take it off Instagram. Um, uh basically what then i tried to 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 say um not only addressing well Gustav's kai replied thing. to yeah. gustav yes. let's yes. not Sorry. skip Go that yes. yeah, 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 yes. yeah 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 i did yeah yes i remember this shit yeah. yes and that was what so gustav's comment unintentionally escalated the situation mm-hmm. in a way that yes. you'll see very clearly if you read it online it's like yes. Kai's initial comment yes. is very like like you were saying like very kind and like allowing for possible mm-hmm. maybe Nicole didn't know this blah blah and then Gustav <laughs> says what has he might not know this but has become a platitude or just sort of like a dismissive yeah. comment was, um, yeah. within the queer community and then yeah and then Kai uh, I don't remember yeah. <laughs> It was just you can tell that then you are upset. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. there's a marked mm-hmm. difference between your initial comment and after he posts. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, there was I an escalation. We, yeah, I think we probably very much felt like could the cis men please shut up and yeah, let us exactly. talk? Here. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's not your place. And I was um, like, and I mean, yeah. we had that conversation, you know, and like, and he didn't really give me much pushback on it. Like, he knew how upset I was when I yeah. when it happened, and I was like, I. You know, he's maybe done that once or twice in our entire relationship mm. before in terms of inserting himself online in a conversation. Mm. And, like, it has each time 
I had it has made it markedly worse. Mm. And so I was like, yeah. you like like you don't understand. You know, this is this is like my gasoline on the fire. It's gasoline on the fire, and it's also just like like I understand that you got upset for me and also I'm the person who's constantly entrenched in this kind of discourse and therefore like I understand the yeah. the nuances of it yeah. a lot more than you do you just you don't understand the nuances of it and I do and so like mm -hmm. the way in which you're responding like it is just so yeah it's inflammatory and and granted yeah. I understand you didn't realize that but like this is the thing, like, you, I, I need you to talk to me before you ever insert yourself in these kinds of conversations. Yeah. And in this instance, you know, I, I the, this is the backstory in the, that I tried to then explain in the in the following comments was essentially that, like, Gustav, what he said to me and what I figured was true, mm. Gustav specifically came to... Uh, came to my defense on this one because the reason that Harry Potter means so much to me <clears throat> is because I listened to the audiobooks after my sister died as like a, a, an escape at first and then be, it became like so much more because of the themes of yeah. um, uh, death and grief and, and the afterlife. Um, and I'd read the books when I was younger, but like those themes it washed over me at that point because I've, I, I lacked that experience in my own life. So when I went back to them, um, now eight years ago, almost, it really like, they just became, um, a, a, a an actual lifeline for me. I don't know how else to say that. It might sound, um, no, I totally understand, yeah, but it's yeah, not that, quite the same thing, but there's shit that gets you through stuff. Yeah. Like when my dad died, I watched the entirety of Gilmore Girls because I couldn't sleep. So I yeah. just yeah. stayed yeah. up all night watching Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is Gilmore Girls particularly good? No. Is it problematic <laughs> as hell? Yeah, it is. I mean, watch it now. I'm like, oh my God. But it got me through that. Yeah. But, it, but it's, and it, and, like, the, get it. and it is, it becomes like, a, you know, then you ask the bigger questions of yourself, right? Like you ask the bigger questions of like, like, Okay, is can you separate the artist from the art? If not, then does it become a, you know, okay, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Can we parse out, you know, how to how do you incorporate this and how do you not? How do you speak out against it? How do you mm -hmm, while mm -hmm. still loving the story? Like it becomes a much 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 more granular conversation sure, from sure. there. And so anyway, so um Gustav way oversimplifying it and um being defensive about it obviously just led it to a place that it 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 should not have gone. So but he did it specifically because he knew that this was Literally, quite literally a trigger for me like that's yeah. I mean yeah, I don't use the word trigger no, lately I, like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like I owe the guy a drink at least like if I ever meet him I should buy him a drink <laughs> Oh, you would love He'll him. Probably, I, I secondhand put him through some shit. You would love him. And I think what's so tricky about the internet is it has this immediacy to it that we're oh used God, yeah. to because it's like, yeah. if there's a comment that goes unaddressed, then it's like everyone's going to be like, oh, they're not addressing that comment. Or random people start fighting in the comments. So I think in yeah. a perfect world, Gustav would have been like, 
hey, just so you know, Nicole is on an international flight and isn't going to see this for eight or nine hours. But, you know, but instead, his, he... I'm sure she'll get back to exactly, you. Exactly, like yeah. yeah. No, but his you. instinct, yeah. I understand his instinct to be like, I got to reply to this now because if it sits for 10 hours, everyone's going to think she's dodging it and that's not the case. So it's just, yeah, yeah one of those. Yeah, but it was so... But also, it, yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. This online stuff also what like tone gets lost like i was oh, really trying to not um but then he replied probably in a rush and then i replied yeah. in a rush and then it would have been so easy for the whole thing to escalate and that's why i'm so happy that nicole was like dm'd me i was yeah, like you're really I think good about that. commented is it okay if i dm you uh, and we take this uh, mm-hmm. into a personal conversation mm-hmm. because that made it so much easier like literally face to face for us even between germany and, and like you were back in the US at that point mm-hmm. but like to just have the conversation with the person yes. and not an online account oh my god yes I think that was incredibly smart of you oh um thanks I mean it's one of those it's it really is just more of a practice what I and we preach yeah, on so the podcast all the time that. well I just you've I, done it like several times now though and I just like it's really good because it's scary to do that like we're all it's, scared to just yeah. talk on the phone now because we're so used to like texting or, or <laughs> commenting just, so well to me i was like first of all you know first of all i don't ever want like i i oh my god i've dedicated so much of my life to like really working for like compassion and empathy for people in general and then very specifically within the queer community. And like the last thing I want is to be seen as transphobic or anything like that. Like, and I've been very, um, I've tried to be really honest on the podcast about like my own journey about mm-hmm. questioning, like, oh, like I, I like this, this, this thing scares me or this I'm not, I'm confused about or whatever. But then like, uh, and allowing that simply because I, I want, I, I want the greater public to be able to be like, it's okay to have questions and to feel uneasy and then also educate yourself mm-hmm. and talk to people and like, and open your mind and all of that is fine, you know? And so I just feel like similarly, you know, if I'm going to say it's better for us to get offline and talk to each other, then that's what I'm, I'm going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I, um, and I, so to me it was, um, I was really, I was really grateful that Kai was open to, to talking. And yeah, it was like after I got home from the break, we we zoomed, um, and we had a, a great conversation. And unsur- unsurprisingly, realized that we were pretty much on the same side yeah. of things. Yeah. Only that I you have I didn't have the insight into your personal history, that, and I think maybe you didn't quite have the full extent of how bad it is with JKR. I think I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the US it's not quite as obvious. It's as not it at that time. And I yeah. lived in the thing. Like I think what a lot of people don't realize is that she's like running a real campaign of hatred, uh, that makes it hard or impossible for most of us to, uh, you know, take the author and put it somewhere else than sure. the art because she associates herself with known transforms she yeah. literally funds um 
anti-trans movements. She's um I actually looked this up before because I wanted to have like actual mm. facts. <laughs> but she promote in 2020 when she promoted a store selling anti-trans merch that said trans women are men and fuck your pronouns and shit like that, you know? Mm. Um uh. she wrote a book about a cisgender male serial killer who right. dresses up as a woman victim. She and I mean she tweeted Mary Turfmas this year, uh, like last year. Like she has yeah. fully embraced. You know how a lot of transphobes don't like it when you call them turfs because they know it's a bad word. Yeah. She has Yes. And it is. I almost feel like she's airy. done that as like a wink and a nod because she's like because she gets it hurled at her and so she's like, all right, she fine, has, I'm a transphobe, I guess. It look, like has become about that. This. We, it's worth saying nothing. Actually, it matters we one way or another. I'm just saying. We yeah, did an episode uh, with yes. uh, with a really great uh, comedian named Violet Gray, uh, who, yeah, she's who awesome. identifies as gender variant. Yeah, where we talked mm-hmm. about J.K. Rowling, and I do, st- and I know this is controversial because it's not like I'm I'm not blaming it. I'm just stating neutrally and factually. I do think that the reaction to jk rowling really did get like you're saying she embraced it and then she went full tilt so like yeah i think yeah i mean great example of how everybody needed to get offline like jk rowling first and foremost (laughs) needed to sign off the internet (laughs) like i just anyway but yeah (laughs) But like and also like, go to therapy, you know. There's yeah, maybe. But there's this reaction, like, okay, so JKR gets called a turf, and she's like, okay, yeah, I'm fully embracing this. And Nicole even just had the inkling of potentially being perceived as a transphobe and panicked and did not want that and yes. tried to talk to me. You know, just, so that's, you yeah. don't have to react. No, 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 no. And that's why when I talk yeah. about this, I'm careful to say I am not mm-hmm. bla- I'm not yeah. excusing yeah. it. I'm literally just stating no. what I believe to be a neutral it was fact, a snowball. which is X. To Y to Z, you I know what I mean. Think, that's like, all. I'm just. That's yeah. What I'm saying. yeah. I also think in my, you know, uh, I, 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 there's also, uh, right? We we all come at things uh, based on. Well, obviously, our own experiences, our own backgrounds, which none of which is uh, is evident um, from our handles on <laughs> Instagram, other than the very few identifiers that we give. But like, mm. you know, no one knows what what's happened to us in, uh, in the trauma in our lives, like much less yeah. in the past week, in the past day, you know, um, that we're bringing to a conversation. When you and I spoke, I, I, I think one of the things that we also came to like understand about each other that like I, f- I feel like I remember you being surprised when I said something about like how I've like really wanted to do town halls where like people come together and they talk yeah. who are like on different sides of things and like I would be really honored to facilitate something like that or to whatever and you're like whoa because <laughs> Lauren thinks I'm crazy for wanting that too and listen like, I, and, I, no, anything really. that gets us publicity I'm down with but I do think <laughs> you're gonna have a, a long night <laughs> and, <laughs> no exactly and like but that's and and even if that's pie in the sky is that it's it's I think think about this so much um because things i mean this is just turf and and trans stuff is one one example of so many ways in which people are like violently at odds right now yes um, and within our own communities within our own community and yeah. then in and then in in at large you know i mean Listen, it's just like even within trans groups this stuff oh, is constantly sure. discussed. Sure. like just recently someone brought it up and was like y'all i kind of want to buy the new harry potter game what should i do oh, right, right, and right. then 
I mean, the comments were a little bit divided, but like at the end of the day, most people said, do not put money into yes. her coffers. Do not give her any platform, space, time, nothing. Um, but it comes up even in trans spaces mm -hmm. because we don't always have the same education level. We don't always have the same information level. And a lot of it, like because you said, like town halls and stuff, like the reason we're like sometimes we're at odds with each other because we just genuinely have opposing ideas like and there are reasons i will be at odds with a republican even as a european, as a european. <laughs> yeah. um but sometimes when within our own communities we're at odds with each other it's because we don't understand we don't have the full picture we sure. don't have the full information and we we misunderstand and I interrupted you, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 totally. No, I, I totally agree. And I also think it's also if we if we speak so I mean my point is that like I I really I I try I'm I try constantly to go like, okay, so what is at the root of how somebody is feeling and then where did they get from this place to over here you know to expressing it that way and how can we like go back to what it is mm -hmm. that we have in common or the fears that we share or the or the hopes that we share you know um and take it from 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 there and i i recognize i also am in a, like a place of privilege being able to do that because i am a cis woman um and so i can i you know i i i'm not personally affected by the transphobia in that sense mm -hmm. um and i but i i uh what was it i also think that i also think that there is merit too in being like well especially with how with how complicated um and nuanced these conversations are like it's okay if we if we come to a place where we're like oh yeah we 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 agree like on on the fundamentals of this and you know we're on the same side and we're fighting the same fight and also there are ways in which we divert exactly i think what matters what matters here is that you you do not tell me that i should be able to separate the art from the artist you know that's not possible and you say if i'm ever going to consume media i'm not going i'm going to try my damnedest to not make sure that they're not getting any, right. any money publicity sure and, and you I know think what? That's, yeah. like the intent is what matters to me yes yeah. and i think okay. like yeah yeah, yeah 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 and i think that's the thing is we also like it's hard because you know lauren and i i mean this literally came up what last episode is you know Pooh was like i know you guys don't like amazon and we're like oh, and we're we i was theory, like i got a subscription order coming you know <laughs> two days like yeah. god bless you like, for thinking i'm like, bigger than that but, but like but the, the truth is like yeah. we can we there are um a lot of i mean there are almost every there's almost every area in our life that we can um and probably should interrogate in these ways and what where yeah. is our money actually going and like yeah. I, and i I have sort of, um, I you know, you, I think we all have to um, bring our consciousness to that, but also recognize that, like, where is the line for you? And there is a difference between saying, like, okay, you know what? Like, I love the Harry Potter series, and therefore... I want to, you know, I do want to go see, even though they're terrible, the Fantastic Beasts. I haven't seen any of them, but whatever. Like, somebody's saying, like, whatever. That's what they're going to do. However, 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 then doing something like, I named my dog Lily. And then after Kai and I spoke, I added a caveat. I, I added, that, yes. like, a, a part to my post mm -hmm. 
that was like, I want to be very clear that I that like in using this namesake, mm. I am not advocating for J.K. Rowling's beliefs. Like this is not an endorsement of anything that she believes. Like this is a story that is much more about like acceptance and these things and that I feel that we can take the lessons from that story and use it to fight actually ideas of turfism and things that would divide us. And so, and to me, using someone's art against them in that way uh, is a pretty big f fuck you. Like, just as as a writer myself, that mm -hmm. would like. Well, the ultimate like, fuck you would be if, if a I trans woman took the name Hermione. I mean, that would nothing would piss her off more than that. So I. Oh, do that's amazing! Now, please do that someone. <laughs> please do it, somebody! Please do it. Um, that, that's actually incredible. I think, and I think I just want to really clarify that for people who are listening and who don't know me because I might sound like slightly wonky to them. <laughs> it never, I never cared about the fact that you named your dog after a Harry Potter character, but that the way that post was before you added the disclaimer gotcha. made it look like you didn't care or weren't like aware. I didn't care. Or, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. that, see, that's, that's a really interesting distinction. That I'm glad yeah. you said that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. And to gotcha. me, that made a lot of sense. Like yeah. when, that, when, when we came to that place, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that I makes gotcha. a ton of sense to me. And so like, and that was such an easy thing for me to add and also like important for me to interrogate in myself of like, okay, how do I say this? In, how do I communicate this in a way that is is genuine and also like makes it very clear where I stand? And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was it was a real like lesson to me in that way. And like and I also, you know, for what it's worth, y'all out there, like there were also things that Kai and I disagreed on, you know, like we got into um, just because it was it was relevant to the conversation that you had had with your aunt um, uh, yeah. and this. Yeah. Um, but like we got a little bit into like the um uh, label of like women around. versus like people with uteruses sure, and things which like we've that. Discussed, and, yeah, yeah and like yeah, yeah. we we landed in different places on that, but also I understood where Kai was coming from. You know, and like, I understood your reasoning. But that, this is the thing: it's like we yeah. didn't end up we didn't end up actually totally agreeing. But, which is fine. Yeah, we're, but that's okay. Too, yeah. And we're also like yeah. we're also kind of like. Yeah, I, I feel like we're both trying to just like humanize, you know, like that's all that's all we're doing. Yes, like no that's one's what just, like, I was saying about intent you know? being Yes. And yeah. I also like my my third thing is that I from as someone who doesn't necessarily have a strong opinion one way or the other, I'm just like these are the arguments that are fucking up our community and distracting mm. us from the broader thing. But then people can say to me, like, it's a slippery slope. You can't. Da, da, da. And so it's like mm. there's just so many different arguments 
to be had about these things. And and I see I see you want to reply. Just the the very last thing I'll say is that I think what's so interesting is that as queer people, we're so good at talking about like no binary, like everything's a spectrum, fluidity, sliding scale. But then in our discussions with each other, we tend to all of a sudden get, get more kind absolutist. of puritanical, where it's like if we yeah. disagree on a little point, we get in these big fights. And that's where my mm-hmm. frustration comes as someone who's mm-hmm. like, ah, who cares about this? But yeah, but no, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I agree that this is this is totally it's like the pan bisexual thing that's distracting yes. us from the actual thing, which is the fight against the patriarchy. Yes, <laughs> yes. But just as an <laughs> AFAB trans person, yes. um, I I do not know how to describe how it, how triggering the onslaught yeah. was in the discussion around abortion in the U.S., which mm. is obviously something we're exposed mm-hmm. to social media as well wherever we live um mm. to constantly see it was only about women 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 sure. women women as if trans men cannot get raped as if non-binary trans mass people cannot get into that situation mm. that they need an abortion yeah. it was always about women 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 could have said women and non-binary people and that's kind of what women, you and i came to trans yeah. men and non-binary people or and mm-hmm. this is where our plights to please just dis- use a descriptor comes in which is what what we all have in common in this situation mm. cis women trans men who still have uteruses and non-binary people who mm. have uteruses mm. is that i gotcha we all have a uterus and does that define us in other situations no, no but, but in, in this, this in particular about abortion yeah that is the mm. quintessential thing and that's what we were asking for mm. yeah I and it was just an onslaught of it was essentially an onslaught of transphobia transphobia within something we care about yeah. which is feminism which mm. is a right to access to abortion mm. and it sometimes it feels like you know i'm I'm still putting in like my work in this fight yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm getting minimized and um, erased. That's a great point. Yeah. And, and then I, sorry, go women ahead. were claiming they were getting erased because mm-hmm. we were asking them to be inclusive, which is something very confusing to me. So. And I have to mm-hmm. accept but, that uh, I'm not going to understand this. At, so what I, it's easy for me as a cis woman to say, this is not important. It is distracting us from, and they're all like gleefully rubbing their hands together, watching us fight about it. It's a lot easier for me to say that as someone who is not, like you're saying, triggered or affected by that language but is it not even easier for you to say oh yeah sure okay we're going to be more inclusive in our language you're just gonna gonna use a more inclusive language now and then oh yeah and i'm fine with that i get frustrated at the peak because i'm like oh some people are just not going to be fine with that so can we drop like that's my whole thing Mm. i'm 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 like the neutral party who's like everybody shut the fuck up but it's my privilege to say everybody shut the fuck up because i don't have those same yeah so again we're coming from the same Place. Yeah. yeah we're coming mm. from the same place but with a different background well, and i think yeah, and like yeah, again yeah. in terms of like the trying to find the <sighs> sort of net yeah. like the root hurt yep, yep, yep. too right is like i look at and going back to like <laughs> jk rowling things like this like like lead. <laughs> <roads lead>. um, <clears throat> away from is that they're they're just We have to be able to have part. Like part of the issue is that they, that 
so many of these conversations start from a place of hurt and trauma um actually on both sides Mm -hmm. and then get and then instead of being compassionate they end up coming in conflict because people see each other as the people see each other as the enemy when the enemy is the patriarchy as you said um it is a super difficult topic because I think yeah. I don't know if maybe five years ago someone could have gotten through to her. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like, funny thing is, know. I was actually I'm a, I was actually a huge Potterhead myself. Yeah, You're big hair. I, I think you told me that. A lot yeah. of trans folks I was a, were. I was a huge Potterhead. Mm-hmm. A lot of because of the themes yeah. that are present in yeah. these books, but. And these are the things that when probably when we were younger, over all of our heads, there are also. I mean, I mean, to have a book that is superficially promoting tolerance and inclusion, mm. and then underneath it, you have the racism and the anti-Semitism. Like, I'm a white person. I did not catch the racism because I was back then definitely not as informed as I'm now. Definitely hadn't put in the work. Definitely wasn't doing anti-racist work at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm Jewish and I miss the anti-Semitism. I know, until the movies with those goblins. And I was like, wait a minute. I did not <laughs> I did. I just did not see it, and I think this is like the. This is how insidious it is. Yeah. That and and it's also making it so difficult because just like what you got out of it, because you lost your sister and that brief lost thing in there, a lot of trans people, ironically, got a lot out of Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, and this is this is what I'm saying. First of all, I'm angry that she took us away from yep. everyone. I'm mm-hmm. angry, yeah. mm-hmm. but I still think that we should be willing to give it up now that we know who she is, and also now that we're aware of the racism. And I mean, people have told us for years that we were not seeing it totally, but mm-hmm. the racism, the anti-Semitism, the transphobia, the sometimes homophobia, and like there are so many like people are always like, oh, but what should I give my my like my kids, my niece, my siblings, whatever to read? To start, in, there's so much good fantasy. Get them Terry Pratchett. Get them the Mora Pierce. You know what I mean? Hell, I, I'm a huge fan of Brandon Sanderson, who is a Mormon. I find out, which is entirely <laughs> different than anything I'm like agreeing with in general. But the thing is, his writing is always nuanced and respectful and mm. inclusive. And like, if he writes about a disabled character, he goes and talks to disabled people and asks them mm. to proofread, and he pays them. And um, but he's still part with, of a like, church that that believes but that you know that, i mean this is why <laughs> this shit is complicated this is complicated which is I, I commented on that thread <laughs> but it doesn't go into his writing so that's doesn't matter thing. it doesn't matter if it doesn't go into his writing what if the money that he's making is going back into the church i don't know i don't know enough there about you go magic. exactly and i also think there are like nuances of it probably from what i've been told by ex-mormons but... i mean my point is it's so hard i mean and and i i do encourage people like truly encourage people to follow the money wherever uh, in whatever you're buying like to follow the money um because it will in many areas likely end up somewhere you don't want it to be yeah and 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 i don't think it's definitely safe terry pratchett definitely safe love trans people (laughs) someone tried to insinuate otherwise and uh, his daughter ripped them a new one on twitter good (laughs) so then quickly so this is just because like we can deal with a real a a, a, a real 
world very very like um uh tangible thing here Mm -hmm. and this is one of many things that people bring up whether it's in relation to uh harry potter or like michael jackson's songs Mm -hmm. or uh, i mean oh my god which is a huge huge one um Mm -hmm. or you know any number of things any number of artists over time right so um or like god knows like bing crosby christmas hits you know Anybody. Like things like I mean, Fucking really, Mel like we can, Gibson, like Mel, Mel anything. Gibson, Mel Gibson. And there's anyway, so many there examples. Are so many. So then, so then, I have, I have a quote from Harry Potter tattooed mm. on my arm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, with the two specifically, I think it's always. I've always said that the tattoo is a is a snapshot of a point of time in your life. Yeah, that's true. Which mm-hmm. is why you can never technically regret a tattoo, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, like, and I'm not getting it erased other than, like, I, I did, I did think... To you. No, yeah. it does. And I, other than the fact that I did, like, I, I was like, oh, this didn't turn out as well as I <laughs> Aesthetically. Aesthetically. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but um, no, but, but that's... A, but, like, it, it does, you know... It, it's interesting. My point, the reason I brought it up is, you know, we, these things are really, really complicated. It's just, I, yes, I think it is really complicated. Not. And as we've said ad nauseum on the podcast, like so complicated that an online comment thread back and forth is never going to get at it. It's just mm-hmm. never going to get at it. Um, so anyway. Kai, thank you. Like, I, yeah. I really, like, no, really, thank you. No, it's so important that, because honestly, like, I, as someone who just read the comment thread, when Nicole was <laughs> like, hey, I talked to Kai, we really want to have them on, I was like, okay and then it was like so i'm being honest and then it was you know it took months to coordinate it and in my head i'm like why are we making this much effort like come on nicole like and then within like minutes of meeting you on zoom i feel like we really clicked like but but genuinely and so that is as someone who i'm always talking about nuance and gray area and blah 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 but i struggle with that a lot in my life i had made a judgment based on short things that I'd read. And for the past seven months, I've been like, why are we killing ourselves trying to fight this time difference in everyone's schedules? Like, is this really worth it? And then I meet you and within five minutes, I'm like, this is fucking lovely. And so it's just like so important for people like me, someone who's comfortable moving in online spaces to remember that there is a real difference in person. And so I love that we did this Mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, that that's that's just true. And anyone who is bold enough to make that face to face connection, like I can't see myself ever disagreeing with someone and being like, "Hey, let's FaceTime," because that's not my vibe. But I so admire that Nicole does it, and I'm glad that we had you on because now I get to be like, "Oh yeah, Lauren, everything you read is not. It's not. It's. I don't know. I I, I forget that as well. I forget that as well." So I just think this is really it's cool. Like, it's like you got like a snapshot of a facsimile of me instead of the whole thing. 100%. And, yeah, and I think I because maybe... Which is what happens online. Like, it's, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's so it's true, though, and I really you. think it's worth saying. I just it's, it's important for me to remember that as well. But anyway, yeah, it's just a good reminder for me and for all of us that like it is simply not 
the actual person. It just isn't. As good as you think your instincts are and your reading comprehension is and your vibes are, it just isn't. And I'm just like so glad that I went into this sort of like, I don't know. And then within five minutes, I was like, this is fantastic. Like I could talk also, for hours. Plenty of people, plenty of people are like, Put put on a really nice face online, and then are yeah, like the really dicks in real life. You can like, be really I mean, excited also... for a Zoom, and then immediately be like, "Oh, this is not what I thought it would be." Like, like that wow, you too. suck. Like that yeah. happens too. <laughs> yep. I have ADHD. I I do not know how to filter or mask anymore. Like I. <laughs> what is the point of being on social media if I'm not going to be authentic? And I've, I've even done this, like as a professional, like I'm, I'm self-employed. Mm. I get my business relies on people looking at my profiles and saying, okay, I can work with this person. Yeah. But I've always, always had this idea that if I pretend to be someone I'm not, whether it's on my website or mm -hmm. my profiles or whatever, and then I walk into the room and it's a different person. They're going to be like, huh? I agree. You know? Well, that's so a great. I might as well be authentic. <laughs> that's a great segue into. We mm. want you to plug your stuff, and you wanted to talk about, yeah, the mental health. Oh yeah. So um, I'm not just a tech content specialist. I'm also a mental health advocate, and I run Tabula Rasa with two O's, um, which is a uh, mental health project that I started a long time ago, and still haven't had enough time to like properly get started, but I will soon. Um, the idea is to wipe the slate clean uh, for mental health and remove the stigma that is connected to it. And I'm going to be interviewing people about their mental health experiences on Twitch, probably. And I'm going to get that started this year. I promise. I Amazing. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yay! How can, and how can people find, is there a... Um, so it's uh, tabularaza.org. Um, and it's... I think it's Tabula Rasa Proj everywhere else because the name was taken. But also, if you find me, I'm the Grumpy Envy everywhere. <laughs> I used to be the Grumpy Girl, and now I'm the Grumpy Envy. Oh, I love um, it. <laughs> nice. Rebranding, yeah. So, nice. yeah, you can find me there, and there's a link tree and everything. So, yeah. If any listeners want to follow me on Instagram, they can just request. Don't be shy about it. If I see that your profile is that of a human being... <laughs> Um, and not a weird bot, I will just most probably say, sure, you seem nice. Follow yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that I was I was sick of all the weird followers. Oh, I got it. Understandable. I got it. Yeah. Well, I am at Nicole Payson on Instagram. My profile is public. <laughs> you can follow me without request. She's not, yeah, I'm but dormant. I am. I'm I yeah. am on Twitter at Lauren Flans and on Instagram I am Lauren underscore Flans. We are at Coming Out Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our hashtags are hashtag Coming Out Pod, hashtag Found Ricky. Shout out to our patrons: Sarah Wilson, Jim W, Jack, Kim, Simone, Adri, Tanya, Pooh, Mandy, Tia, Mix, Michelle, Forbes, Sammy, Michelle, Kaz, Carmel, Kieran Smiley, Aaron Mitchell, Vanessa Hunt, Diego Hernandez, and BeyondClexa.com. If you would like to be on that list or check out any of our tiers of giving starting at $1 a month, you can go to patreon.com slash coming out pod. Um, you can also for free go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a five star rating and a nice review. Anything helps. You can also share this episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot in this episode. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say you can share this episode with anybody. Anybody who could... Anybody who's ever gotten in a fight online. So anybody, <laughs> yes. So literally anybody. 
maybe share it with content warnings. Oh, yeah, my definitely. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks again, Kai. Bye. Thank you so much. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on Animal Welfare Certified Bone and Beef Short Ribs, Sustainable Wild Caught Sockeye Salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano Reggiano, Charcuterie and Ground Lamb. Grab an Olive Bull bread from the bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly.